0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 or 14 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's word, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life grow in their faith in God. Help them turn their lives around. Help them get to heaven by getting them into these studies every day. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help people again grow in their faith and come closer to God. Make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about man's own worst enemy, and we've been making the point that that is man himself. Man himself. God created us in a unique way. Genesis chapter one verses twenty six through twenty eight. In God's own image, after His own likeness, with a spiritual being within our physical bodies. So we're not just physical in identity, we are spiritual in identity. We have a soul, and that is eternal. God created us so unique that He placed mankind in dominion over all of the other living things that He had created upon this earth, including the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. God what he did for us in making us in this way is is almost, uh, almost unimaginable. Almost unimaginable. He created us so special, and he gave us the responsibility to be over all of the other living things that he created. And I think we can understand basically over even the earth itself. Well, we talked about the law of cause and effect. Now, right now, especially in our culture, but it's not just limited to our culture, it's, it's in other parts of the world as well, maybe basically all over the world. We point our fingers of blame for how we act in all kinds of different directions. A whole lot of the time, we blame other people for the way we act, but then we'll also blame circumstances Well, I am this way because of how I was raised. I am this way because of how society has made me, abused me. I am this way because of the cultural mindset of the day where I live. And it goes on and on and on. I remember a true story about a young couple, and they got into a heated argument, apparently. And it got to the point where the husband lost control and he hit his wife. And he became so angry that he had lost his control and hit his wife that he accused her of making him do that of driving him to that point and then he beat her up makes no sense right but you see that's that's the way we think it seems like in our cultural mindset today nobody's to blame hardly for anything it's they're all victims of circumstances or they were caught in some kind of situation that they had no control over, or somebody made them do this, or it was the way they were raised, or it was because of the influence of somebody around them. I remember talking to a young man one time who I had seen largely grow up within the Lord's Church, and he was in jail. And I talked to him and said, what, what, why are you doing what, what happened? And he worked for a large retail store, And he said, my friends made me steal CDs and pass on to them. And I I stopped him right there and I said, your friends did not make you steal those CDs. And he stopped and he said, I stole CDs. But you see, in his mind, he was trying to place the blame on his friends when he did the act himself. Now, were they involved? Were they complicit? Absolutely. But they could not make him steal those. He did the stealing. He passed them on to them. They took part in it, but he could not have blamed his theft upon them. They could not have made him do that. But that's where we are right now. We can see violence in the streets, and we'll see the perpetrators of that violence blaming it on somebody else, blaming it on the circumstances, blaming it on the culture, on the society of the day. And that's all nonsense. It's all lies. We are responsible for our own actions. We pointed out how the Greeks in their days of mythology, which is really made up stuff, they invented a goddess named Nemesis. Now they believe Nemesis watched everybody's behavior and when a person did a wrong deed, nemesis immediately pursued that person. And this goddess of vengeance was lame, so she moved slowly, but she never stopped. She fa- she never failed to catch her victim because while the victim, the person who created something, who did something wrong, while he slept, she still pursue- pursued him. And once she found the trail of the wrongdoer, nemesis, ne- nemesis always caught up, and paid vengeance. Well, that's mythology. But the Apostle Paul wrote this about the true God and the truth about good and evil. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh, that is, worldly living, sinful living, Will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Galatians 6 verses seven and eight. The apostle or rather the inspired writer James wrote this: "Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full-grown, brings forth death. James 1, verses 14 and 15. Now, notice the process of the development of of, of sin in a person's life. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And then, When his desire has conceived, it gives birth to his sin. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there to get across the basic message of this scripture text. We are responsible for our own actions. We can't blame other people for our wrongdoing. We're the ones who do it. Sin is abnormal behavior for the human species. God created us pure, with a soul, in his image, after his likeness. And God is totally pure. Remember, Jesus, God the Son, came to this earth in human form. And the Hebrews writer said, in Hebrews chapter 4, the last two verses, Jesus was tempted like as we are. He went through all the kinds of temptations we go through as human beings. But the writer says, yet without sin, he never gave in to the temptations. When we give in to the temptations, we are the ones who commit the sins. A car comes with an owner's manual. If the owner ignores it, then the car will break down. If he goes by it, the car will last a long time usually. So you say, okay, well, I don't want to take the time to read the owner's manual in particulars. Well, what's going to result? There was a true story about some trucks that were donated from the United States government, I believe, to some people in what we would probably call a third world country who weren't used really to having motorized vehicles much, and so the instructions came with the trucks that or one instruction that came with the trucks said, add oil at fifty miles. Well, they did not understand what that meant, so they thought they'd drive fifty miles and then put oil into <laughs> into the engines. You understand what happened? The engines overheated and they were they were destroyed. What was really supposed to be understood was you put the oil in now and then add oil at 50 miles as you need it, as the oil is burned. They never put the oil in to begin with. Well, so what's the consequence? A misdeed results in bad consequence. Man uh, man comes with an owner's manual as well. The Bible Humans are made in the image of God again. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And in God is no darkness at all. 1 John chapter 5, beginning with verse 5. There is no sin with God. There is no inclination to do evil. God made us, mankind, to live in a righteous environment. In fact, he took that first man and that first woman, and he put them in a specially prepared garden with all of the natural resources that they needed to sustain physical life. He created them sinless, with no sin, and he created a tree that was placed within that garden, of which if they continued to eat of the fruit of that tree, they could live forever on this earth. But now, because God does not make us robots or automatons, he doesn't program us to not be able to make bad decisions. He simply lays out the good as being the opposite of the evil and warns us of the consequences. And so there was another tree in that garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God told the man and the woman, you don't touch that tree. You don't eat the fruit of it. Just stay away from it. In the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now, sin causes us to be separated from God. Isaiah wrote that. And when they sinned, when they disobeyed God, they made the bad choice, but it was their bad choice. Now, the man, when God confronted them about their sin after they had eaten of the fruit of the knowledge of the good and evil, In absolute disobedience to God's instruction, the man tried to blame it on the woman. The woman tried to blame it on the serpent who was the devil in the serpent's form. But God held each of them responsible because they made their decisions. We come with an order's manual. It's the Bible. It's God's word. God made humans to live in a righteous environment, but we continually mess up. In Acts chapter 23 and verse 31, Paul addressed a crowd after he had been arrested by the Roman authorities, and he said, I've lived in all good conscience until this day. But even though he had a good conscience while he was doing it, for a period of time he was sinning because he was a disbeliever in Jesus Christ, and he was hunting down Christians and trying to force them to blaspheme the name of Jesus. He was trying to bring an end to Christianity until, having been confronted by the Lord himself, he came to his senses, and then he repented So a lot of people will say, I have a good conscience over what I'm doing, but they're living in sin. They have conditioned their conscience to excuse them in their wrong behavior, their sinful choices. Man is his own worst enemy. We'll continue next time. Father, please, Father, help us to see the truth of decisions that are laid before us and to choose to live righteously and faithfully and obediently before you and to abstain from making the bad choices and sinning. Help us to not be our own worst enemy. Please, Father, forgive us and help us, strengthen us, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.